1: Hi, I'm Pastor Kamisha, and you're listening to A Day of Prayers Morning Bible Study. We're glad you could join us. Before we get into the Word, we're going to pray. God, we thank you for who you are, and we don't forget the faithfulness that you've shown towards us, Lord, but we also remember the benefits of the blessing that we have in you, Jesus. We praise you. We welcome you, Holy Spirit. We ask you to minister your word to us and help us to hear and understand the sincerity and the simplicity that is in the gospel of Jesus Christ. We bless you. We thank you for the listeners, God. Minister to their hearts. Touch every part of their lives that is broken or in need of mending, God. Bring them restoration, wholeness, soundness, and shalom in you, Jesus Christ. We bless your name, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen.
0: Amen. Amen. Well, good morning and welcome, everybody. We are continuing with chapter 9. So can I get a volunteer, A Romans chapter 9, that is. Can I get a volunteer to read verses 6 through 12, please? I will. All right, Layla.
2: But it is not that the word of God has taken no effect, for they are not all Israel who are of Israel, nor are they all children, because they are the seed of Abraham. But in Isaac your seed shall be called. That is, those who are the children of the flesh, these are not the children of God, but the children of the promise are counted as the seed. For this is the word of promise, at this time I will come, and Sarah shall have a son. And not only this, but when Rebekah also had conceived by one man, even by our father Isaac, For the children not yet being born, nor having done any good or evil, that the purpose of God according to election might stand, not of the works, but of him who calls. It was said to her, the older shall serve the younger.
0: Mm -hmm. Amen. All right. So let's open up the floor to each of you to share with the Holy Spirit speaking and ministering to you and to ask any questions that you have. All right. Yes. Okay. So who'd like to begin?
2: You can go, Bobby. You go ahead.
0: Go ahead, I Promise.
2: Okay, so, wait. Hmm. Wait, one second. to talk about verse 6 where it says but it is not that the word of God has taken no effect for they are not all Israel who are of Israel mm-hmm. and before I continue um, excuse me can you explain what Paul means by for they are not all Israel who are of Israel Mhm. You want to take that,
1: honey, or you want me to do it?
0: Whichever. If you wanna, if you wanna take the lead, I'll let you. Go ahead. Okay. Then I got it. So, do you remember back in chapter two? Right, where we're going over Israel and how Israel came to be. Right. Yes. Because this goes into. Continues with what we were discussing as far as predestination, election, and all those other pieces, right?
2: Yes.
0: And when it goes into heritage, right? What does he say in, in chapter 2? It's not about being Jew or Greek, right?
2: Yes. All are guilty.
0: All right, so he says, "In I'll let you read it again in chapter 9. What does verse 6 say?
2: but it is not that the word of god is taking no effect for there are not all israel who are of israel
0: okay so just because someone was born into their hebrew or jewish heritage right doesn't mean that they are necessarily of god it's a choice right so in chapter two uh, verses 28 and 29 says this. For he is not a Jew who is one outwardly, nor is circumcision that which is outward in the flesh. But he is a Jew who is one inwardly, and circumcision is that of the heart in the spirit, not the letter, not in the letter, whose praise is not from men but from God. Okay? Who called Abraham.
2: The Lord did. Okay, Abraham
0: was not a Jew. He was from Ur of Chaldea. But the Lord spoke, and he came in into alignment with it. Yes. Yes. Also, and we covered it at that time. So, um, we're going to go into some of the the details that we went to uh, from chapter two, all right? But um, if we miss something, I would encourage the l- listeners to. Relisten to that portion, right? Yes. Um, on chapter two, but as we went through it, there was another son prior to Abraham's, or the son of promise, which is Isaac, right? Yes. 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 Okay, that was Ishmael. Ishmael. Ishmael was ultimately removed, although he was a son. Yes. Yes, Yes. okay So when he says all that all are not Israel that are of Israel just because Ishmael was born into and Fell under the covenant and the blessing and the promise given to Abraham It did not make him a son or joint heir because he was removed and why was he removed?
1: Because he was the result of the works of the flesh and not what was done of the spirit
0: so that's one. Mm-hmm. And the second is because, going back to um, predestination, election, free will, and God's eternal plan, he chose to mock, not to follow the teachings of his father, who th- the Lord said, first and foremost, shall I not tell Abraham what I am about to do? And why? Because he will teach his children, children plural, about me. Ishmael chose to disregard the things of the Lord. He mocked Isaac. Yes. 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 And as a result, he was thrown out.
1: So even if he had had never mocked, he still would not have been the child of promise because God was very specific about that. However, that doesn't mean he couldn't have still been a part of the household. Correct. So the the departure came, but also it wasn't just because of Ishmael. It was also because of his mother. Because where did he learn things from? You have to understand that if Abraham is teaching them, his children, about God, and then yet his son is still mocking, that has to come from somewhere. So the destiny was God said Isaac is going to be the son of promise. Abraham even asked for God to use Ishmael instead. And God said, no, your wife, not the woman you took to yourself, but your wife, mm-hmm. Sarah, is going to give birth to the one I'm talking about, to the one that God had chosen to carry the lineage through.
0: Exactly. So as it pertains to our relationship with the Lord, right? And it's what we've been talking about here, especially the past few episodes, is about the Lord desiring a personal relationship with each and every one of us. Every person he created, right? He wills that none should perish, right? Yes. So every person he created, However, people have gotten into the mindset and this is what Paul is articulating here again. And this isn't the first time that it's addressed. John the Baptist addressed it. Jesus addressed it, right? If you yes. know me, you've known the Father. What did John the Baptist say? Don't say to yourselves that we're children of Abraham or sons of Moses, right? Yes. Okay. It's, it's not about your lineage, your heritage. I knew so-and-so, or my dad was a pastor, or whatever. It's not about that. What's your relationship with the Lord? Because what's he he say in verse 7, Romans 9, 7? Nor are they all children, because they are the seed of Abraham. But in Isaac, your seed shall be called. So here we are, still talking about the same things. Predestination, election, free will, and God's eternal plan. And how they're all uh, masterfully interwoven by the manifold wisdom of the Lord. Mm -hmm. Do we see that? Does that help clarify some things, sir? Yes. So, again, as we read in chapter 2, Paul's addressing this again. Why? Because it's a safeguard. It's good to repeat those things so that we get it, that we understand, that we're reminded Right? Yes. It'd be nice to just say things once and and that's it. Everybody gets it and we just move forward. But sometimes it bears repeating. The Lord repeats himself throughout the entirety of his word. Mm-hmm. Over and over to every generation. Because well, every generation has to hear it. And guess what? Even if you're still around from the previous generation, well, now you've heard it twice at least. And probably multiple times within there. But the Lord repeats himself because it's good for us. So we can be reminded of these things. And, and wasn't that even what Moses commanded the, the people to do reading the law? Every seven years, read it in its entirety. Right?
2: Yes. yes. And
0: have everyone there. So they can hear it. So they can be reminded of how they should live. Hmm. And of course, that was exemplified as our pattern and example in Christ. And as we just covered in Romans 2, it's not about of circumcision or lineage or any of those things. One's not a Jew, that's one outwardly, but it is circumcision of the heart, which actually when you study that out, and as we did uh, when we went over Romans 2, when he says and gives the covenant to Abraham and the sign of the covenant, there's two types of circumcision mentioned. Does that that ring a bell?
2: Yes. Okay.
0: So, does that answer your question, sir? Yes.
2: All right.
1: Okay. I'm. I'm going to read Galatians chapter four, verses twenty-two through thirty-one, while we're talking about this. All right, honey. Says, for it is written that Abraham had two sons: the one by a bondwoman, the other by a free woman. But he who was of the bond woman was born according to the flesh and he of the free woman through promise which things are symbolic for these are the two covenants the one from Mount Sinai which gives birth to bondage which is Hagar for this Hagar is Mount Sinai in Arabia in Arabia and corresponds to Jerusalem which now is and is in bondage with her children but the Jerusalem above is free which is the mother of us all for it is written rejoice O barren you who do not bear Break forth and shout, you who are not in labor, for the desolate has many more children than she who has a husband. Now we, brethren, as Isaac was, are children of promise, but as he who was born according to the flesh, then persecuted him who was born according to the spirit, even so it is now. Nevertheless, what does the scripture say? Cast out the bondwoman and her son, for the son of the bondwoman shall not be heir with the son of the free woman. So then, brethren, we are not children of the bondwoman, but of the free. So, just kind of summing up or reading from a different um, mm-hmm. chapter, I mean, book and chapter, um, the same things that we were just discussing. The Lord is always after the heart. Yes, there is, there is blessing for the things that are in the natural, but the greater blessing, the permanent and eternal blessing is that which is of the spirit. So, and even still, if you remember all the disciples that Jesus had when he was in his earthly ministry were Jews, correct? Yes. Yes. The people that crucified Jesus, aside from the Romans that called for his crucifixion were Jews, correct? Yes. Yet some of them hated God. And hated Jesus Christ. Choosing to not be a part of the household of faith. So even though in the natural, they should have loved Jesus. Judas should have loved him. Should have recognized him. Should have celebrated him. Right?
2: Yes. Yes. But he
1: didn't. So there's an accounting for that as well. Just because in the natural, you have the appearance of something doesn't mean that in truth of who you are, that's exactly who you are. So do um, you're going to say something
3: just more of a question, because I saw six also as having a potential of Paul's kind of addressing an unspoken question or perhaps a question that was spoken of the times as if, well, to claim these things that you're claiming about the Messiah don't line up with the way we saw it. So he's kind of like saying, but just not, um, the word of God has not failed. Right. Mm-hmm. You're, see, you're seeing that if you embrace what I'm saying, that somehow or another God's word has failed, but you didn't see the fullness of it. Mm-hmm. And now he's taking them to explain it d- deeper. Mm-hmm. Them, it's okay. Absolutely. It's okay. Right. It's all good. Right. There's, there's truth to what you had there, just incomplete truth. Mm-hmm. And so God's word did not fail. Embracing Christ because you misunderstood how the Messiah would first come mm-hmm. doesn't mean God's word failed. It means it's more full than you realized and he's trying to walk them through it absolutely
1: and and the romans are not jews the the people that he would be speaking to as well would be foreigners to israel so it's to the to the natural people of israel should i say so it would be natural for them to go well but wait if god did this right the first time and these are the chosen people how come they don't serve god How come they don't recognize Jesus? And so he's addressing that side of it as well. Just because all of the house isn't brought in yet, the house of Israel, that that is, just because they're not brought in yet, that doesn't disregard what God has done through them. It's not a failure. And understand, like you're saying, Dean, the bigger picture, that when God speaks about this, this is what he's actually talking about. There's a place for the people in the natural, but this is the grander scope of what he's actually talking about, which also gives a place for you, Greek, to come in; you Romans Gentile, to come in. Yes, yes, yes. I don't think he's just but I just thought, especially
3: in. when you connect it with what he was saying, they just pouring out his heart. And if I could mm-hmm. be separated from the Messiah, so that you could be joined in that—that that was I felt more directed toward the Israelites, toward the yeah. Jewish community. Absolutely. And he's just kind of connecting it. There's how I saw it, but I mean, mm-hmm. that's mm-hmm.
0: no—that's that, absolutely true. But he's also setting uh, the groundwork for some of the things he's going to discuss, right? And. Because it it works. He's always setting the groundwork. Always. Paul Paul is. is, The Holy Spirit talks deep
3: things to him. Man. Mm -hmm.
0: Uh, Well, but let's look at that. Why? Because Paul fashioned his life in such a way where, like Christ, he wanted to know the deeper things. Like David as well, right? The Lord, teach me your ways and your thoughts, right? They're not mine. They're higher than mine. All right, let me get your perspective on, on things. And, Right, Paul says we have the mind of Christ. Right, and he just wanted to like Jesus, as his, as Paul's pattern example, who is also our pattern example. Conduct his life in such a way that he was so in tune with the Father and the leading of the Holy Spirit, and um, I, I bring this up, uh, because yes, you are absolutely correcting. He is talking addressing the Jews, Israel. Right, and there is the other aspect. Just because you, me, whoever, is not of Jewish descent, we're not excluded. And you see that throughout the word as well, right? Yes. It says, therefore, or for they are not Israel who are of Israel. It's not about your lineage, your heritage, where you're born, right? And it says in the scripture, we have been grafted in. So we are able to be joint heirs and partakers of the same blessing. He's given us that grace where we too can be called Israel. Yes? Yes. Jacob's name was Jacob long before the Lord changed it to Israel. The Lord can do that same change with us. Yes? Yes. Mm Mm-hmm. Who else has something they want to share?
3: Did you finish promise?
2: No.
0: Oh, well, then continue, sir. Forgive me.
2: It's okay. <laughs> Thanks for catching that, Dean.
0: Yes. So continue, sir.
2: Uh, inside of my bubble for verse six, it has a little letter, and it brings me to numbers 2319. Okay. And, it's, and it says God is not a man that he should lie nor is, nor is son of man that he should repent has mm-hmm. he said and will he not do or has he spoken and will not make it good so the Lord for that section of scripture the Lord is kind of talking to me about hell. When inside of a Christian's life, whenever the devil tries to come and knock the Christian down, the Lord's not using all his effort and going, Oh, I have to do this, and making it where he he has barely strength left at the end, and how it's important for a Christian to know that and go, Okay, since the Lord can do this, can knock the devil away effort, effortlessly, then how much more can he do greater things for me?
0: Absolutely. And and we've said this scripture multiple times, right? Isaiah fifty five eleven. His word goes forth and doesn't come back void. Right? Yes. Everything he has spoken will come to pass. Everything. In the fullness of time, right? Yes. yes. Sometimes it does take time for it to manifest. That's the predestination or foreordination, right? Also known, could be potentially known as prophecy, right? These things have already been spoken. They are going to come to pass. Yes? yes? Yes. Okay. But even when we'll see that example in Daniel, right? And he says, as soon as you set your heart to know, to understand these things... The angel was sent, right, to deliver the message. The angel was coming with the message. Now, it was, there was a delay. Yes?
2: yes? Yes. Okay.
0: But it still came to pass.
2: A it, delay
1: in which part, any?
0: Uh, the angel was delayed. Oh, okay, yeah. The word was already sent forth, right? The angel was delayed. But it still reached him at the appointed time. Yes. yes, Yes. same thing is said about the Holy Spirit, right? He will teach you, disclose to you everything you need to speak, even when in that very hour. So we're instructed, don't worry about what you're going to say, right? When you're brought before yes. kings and, yes. and all the rest of it. Don't even worry about what you're going to say. It will be disclosed to you in that very hour. So another way to look at that is at the appropriate time. No, the Lord doesn't need to tell me 15 years what um, I'm to say, right? Yes. For yes. a later time, because he would probably have to remind me, yes?
3: yes? Yes. Most definitely.
0: Okay. So, but telling me in that moment is going to add clarity and peace and everything else to that situation, yes? Yes. yes. Okay. Yes. So he gives it, well, he gives it before we have need of it, because again, it's already predestined. Yes? yes? Yes. And he brings to our remembrance everything he has spoken.
2: Get it? Yes. Good. Yes.
0: Anything else you have have, sir? Yes. You have more? Yes. Okay, well let's hear it, sir.
2: And how the Lord's to me about how the Lord's arm isn't weak. So the Lord brought up an example. In a couple devotionals earlier, we were talking about the devil can't snatch you out of the Lord's hand. And how the Lord doesn't put you inside a cage and say, I have to put you inside this cage so you're not taken away. And how, if that would happen, a cage naturally restricts restricts your freedom. Mm -hmm. And, And how... Usually, when you bar your fist, it usually means either you're keeping something or it's an act of aggression. Mm. But whereas you keep your hand open, then it is a sign that you're allowing stuff to come in and go. And how with the Lord, he's not bowing his fist with the devil and going, no, devil, you can't have this. He's, Wait, one second, let me explain.
0: All right. Go ahead. Explain, I don't sorry. mean
2: that the Lord's giving you up to the dome saying, Oh though no, we can have this but I'm saying it, what I'm saying is he's not trying to he's not putting all of his effort into it.
0: Who's not putting all their effort into it?
2: The Lord. The,
1: Do you mean like because it's not a challenge to him? Yes. Oh, okay. So the enemy has no power against our God, and it's not even something he has to sweat over to protect us and to keep us in the palm of his hand. Is that what you're saying? Yes. Oh, okay.
0: Okay. So can you provide some clarity or explain in more detail how us having our palm open relates to what you were saying instead of having it closed?
2: Oh, it's talking about the Lord.
0: Oh, okay. I am a step part. And how usually,
2: let's say, I have a piece of tissue inside of my hand. Lil wants it, and if I have my hand open, that usually says, "Okay, Lil, you can have this." But if I have it closed, Lil would take that as, "No, I can't have that." Okay. And I was just go ahead. And I was the same with the Lord. I'm not saying that he's keeping his hand open like he go devil, but he has his hand open and the devil can't even get near his hand. Okay, and why is that why is that important for what we're reading today? It says but it's not the word wait, but it is not that the word word of God has taken no effect and how where it says where it says that the Lord says when he created the earth he didn't say let there be light and when it says that it didn't say he said let there be light 12 times is he said it once and then there was light
1: okay so god is he keeps his word and he's he does what he says he will do yes okay excellent
2: absolutely
0: and let's let's build on that right cuz to use the example you gave when you said let there be light the things that were there Their purpose was to produce light, produce light, yes? Yes. Okay. So we see that. That already took effect. So as it relates to this, our role is to come into alignment with what he has spoken for us. Yes? To make the choice of who we are going to serve. Are we going to serve God? Or are we going to serve the devil? It's really what it comes down to. Who will you choose? Right. Yes. So Paul poured out his heart and saying, "I hope you choose the Lord." Moses said the same thing. Choose the same whom you will serve. Right. Mm-hmm. Joshua said yes. the same thing. I set before you, or Moses said, "I set before you today the blessing and the curse. Choose life that may be well with you and your mm-hmm. seed. Right for, and I'm paraphrasing for eternity for forever. Right. Yes.
2: yes. Okay.
0: This is the same. The same thing, Paul is encouraging his heritage, his his relatives in Christ, if you will, right? Yes. To choose the Lord, not just out of the the fleshly things, not just because of inheritance or, or heritage, excuse me, but to worship him in spirit and truth, not just by the law, in spirit and truth. You just got through explaining this is what the life in the Spirit is like, right? That's chapter 8. Yes. And now here, here he is again, exhorting them to choose Christ, to be led by the Spirit, to worship the Lord in spirit and truth. Amen? Amen. All right, well, let's pause there for today, because there is a lot in there. And, and we will resume this again on the next episode. All right. So can I get a volunteer to close out in prayer, please? I will. All right, Charles.
2: Lord, I just thank you for day, day, Lord. And I just thank you for every day that you're with us, Lord, which is every day. Mm-hmm. Lord, I also just thank you for how you've continued to be in our midst, Lord, and that you're in everyone's midst, Lord, and that you're not limited by number of or time, Lord, but that you know everything from the end, Lord, and have everything orchestrated so that way your will is done, Lord. Lord, I also just thank you for including us in your will to go into heaven, Lord, and that you have prepared a place for us in your kingdom, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. In
1: Jesus' name, amen.
0: Oh, we love you. God bless you. And have a wonderful day.
1: Thank you for listening to A Day of Prayer.